Hi, everyone. Welcome to Plants and Rants podcast. This is your host, Johnny Vines. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest. My friend Kaylee from One Tree Planted will be joining me. And if you missed it, on Tuesday 420 to celebrate Earth Day, me and One Tree Planted... Yes, chicken. Me and One Tree Planted went on Instagram Live and just discussed ways that we are trying to make the world more sustainable, things that you can do at home, and ways that you can be more active in the community or in any nonprofit organization to make the world a better place. This interview was fun and exciting, and I'm so glad that I was able to spend 420, which is a holiday for some of you, not me particularly, to celebrate my favorite holiday, which is Earth Day. Hey. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good, Johnny. How are you? I'm great. Great. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to connect with you. Where are you sitting right now? Um, I'm just outdoors um, in front of a tree. I'm like down the street from where I'm usually staying. So yeah, I've had a productive morning so far. So I'm really excited to be like out in this beautiful weather. I'm not in the East Coast anymore. So I'm, I definitely been taking advantage of it. Awesome. Well, it looks like you found a nice spot. Yeah, it's so relaxing here. Where are you located? I am in Western Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So I'm from Providence. Is... Oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah. very close. Born and raised. Yeah. Very cool. Being a part of this, you know, you're part of One Tree Planted. Um, I'm in the Plants and Rants podcast. My podcast is to highlight um, just like mental health and indoor plant care. I know once you planted does a bunch of things. Do you want to just go over quickly what the basis sure. of your organization is? Awesome. Yeah. So my name is Kaylee. I work for One Tree Planted. I am our social media manager. So if you happen to ever uh, head over to our Instagram account or send us a DM, it's probably me you're interacting with. <laughs> um, we are a 501c3 nonprofit charity that aids global reforestation. So we plant trees all over the world. Uh, basically, our mission is to make it simple for anyone to make a positive impact. Um, so just by donating a dollar, it plants one tree. Nice. I love that. Yeah. And I really like I actually saw I, I think I discovered you guys on another like plant website. You guys teamed up with somebody and they were like, for every item we sell on this website, we're going to partner with One Tree Planted and donate a tree. And I was like, that is such an amazing job and it's and a thing to do because I know for me, like I've kind of had guilt during this time where like I'm not as active and I'm not as productive as I could be or should be just to like keep everybody safe. So like, I love that you guys have found new ways to just like make people interactive and give back to you guys in remote and like from the safety of their home and wherever they are. Yeah. That's one great thing about it is we have so many different ways that you can get involved. Um, and sometimes it, you don't even have to leave the comfort of your own home to make a positive impact. Sometimes it might be through a social media campaign or we have an amazing tree ambassador program. So if anyone ever, um, you know, felt really moved to get super involved, we have a, a whole program you can get involved in to help us get trees planted, organize your own tree plant planting event, or just help us raise awareness. 
Um, and then as far as businesses go, we have so many great brand partners. Um, one thing that we love is that we have lots of brands that maybe even are just starting out. We open the door for them to just make it easy for them to make an impact. Um, and it's been really great to see some of these new startups implement reforestation right away. And then we've seen them grow and really grow with us over the years. Um, we're just now really expanding really fast planting more trees than ever when just a couple Millions. of years ago we were like a team of five and now we're like a team wow. of 40, so <laughs> that's awesome um how long have you been with one tree planted i have been with one tree planted for about two years now um so about the like the brand ambassador program for the tree like that's something i'm interested in is that location based or is that something that can be yeah. you can be a part of you can be anywhere in the world um, to sign up. All you have to do is go to the link in our bio and you can sign up to be a tree ambassador there. Um, the level you want to get, get involved in is totally up to you. Um, like I said, we provide a bunch of different assets for you as far as um, how to raise awareness on social media to creating your own tree planting event. Um, and we keep you in the loop on just different things going on with One Tree Planted. Um, so we always have something fun going on that you can get involved in. That's exciting. Um, what's your favorite activity to do like outdoors in the springtime now that it's spring? I know it's warming up finally in Massachusetts. Did it did it snow over the weekend for you? Because I know it snowed in Providence and my sister called me. It did. And yeah. I just a couple days before it snowed, I said to someone, oh, I'm glad that we're not getting that one last April snowstorm we always get because there's yeah. always one more snowstorm in April. Yeah. And I thought we were in the clear. Um, we did get it, but luckily the weather is back nice. Everything's starting to bloom again. So anyone who is from the New England area or any place that has winter knows that this time of year is really awakening as far as just everything coming to life. Um, but as far as activities that I like to do, um, I certainly hit my local trails pretty often. Um, I really enjoy uh, nature photography. So now that the weather is warming nice. up and the flowers are coming out, I just love to get out there, take some pictures, kind of just enjoy my surroundings and just kind of take it all in. And it's a great way to decompress at the end of the day after being on social media all day. Yeah, I could imagine. And um, I recently had an episode about like working from home and just like the productivity and creativity. And I know like indoor houseplants, that's my field, horticulture. It actually embraces like creativity and, you know, cause we're animals. Um, what are some tactics that you have done just to like maintain um, productivity? Cause I know I've had a problem with trying to like stay active and just like, you know, you get distracted in your own home. You're like, mm -hmm. I have to do laundry, I have to cook, I have to do dishes. So how, like, yeah. how do you combat that? Yeah, well, funny thing about houseplants is that any of my office mates prior to the pandemic can tell you that I always said, houseplants are not for me. I just kill them. They don't last long. But yeah. throughout the pandemic, I live by myself. I have I rent. Um, and I just really like had the need to, to just feel like I had something else living in my apartment with me. 
So I quickly went from no houseplants to um, it's basically a jungle in here now. Um, so I definitely found refuge in my own home with houseplants. Um, there's something about just the action of taking care of them. And then when you're taking care of them, when all that new growth comes out, it, there's just like something so exciting about it. Definitely. Um, and comforting and th that extra greenery definitely helps. So definitely houseplants has been a big one for me this last year. Yeah, same. And actually, like, also the opposite, like, when I see a plant kind of declining, and um, for me, and I kind of save it, like, I move it, or I figure out how to water it, like, I almost feel like a little scientist, or like, you know, I get excited, because I'm like, ah, oh, I saved it, perfect. And that's almost as rewarding as like, just like knowing how to do it off the jump. Just yes. because like, in New England, too, it's really hard to satisfy all types of plants and everything and that's something that i've had to experiment and like learn how to do was like you know certain lighting and i know in new york it's cold so there's like a drop by the window so plants that are usually good by the window it's like 20 degrees outside so you have to kind of have heat pads or make sure that there's no draft so it's been it's really fun to have um house plants and it's definitely like kept, kept me active during the pandemic too yeah but I yeah agree. that's awesome yeah, That's I definitely, so cool. one thing that, like, I guess one activity that I've enjoyed doing too with houseplants is kind of rescuing them. So I yeah. like to uh, go through like Facebook marketplace and like see if people are giving away plants because sometimes people are just like, I know I can't keep up with this plant right now. Like I need to rehome it. Um, and yeah. it's sort of fun to like, I, I had picked up um, these two pothos and I mean, they were brink of, death really <laughs> um yeah. but it was it really enjoyable to just kind of take care of it um you know get some clippings and just kind of bring it back to life um that was that definitely is in a little activity i like to do just rescue nice. <laughs> yeah i like that's one thing i love about pothos and vines like that's my favorite plant and i think that the key to have just having like plant success is knowing what type of plant parent you are and for me, like, I'm very on hands and I'm very, like, like, I like to interact with my plants every day. So I can't have a plant that's, like, low maintenance or very, very stubborn because, I like, for instance, like, I kill cacti and everyone's, I mean, um, succulents yes. and cacti. <laughs> and everyone tells me, they're like, succulents, uh, like, how do you have 50 houseplants but you kill succulents? And I'm like, that's because I overwater them. I give them too much attention and they're prone to the desert. So they're used to neglect. They're, they're very minimalist. And so I think that that just goes in um, with it. I think with pothos too, like they kind of adapt easily. Like you can be in direct sunlight, they can be far away and they can adapt. Um, so do you, like, if you were a plant, what plant or tree do you think that you would be? I know I'm a vine definitely, just cause I'm Ooh. super chill, I'm super low maintenance and I can adapt to my surroundings. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't ever thought of that before. Oh, well, I guess I'll just compare myself to my favorite plant right now. And it was one of the first plants I got from a neighbor down the street. Um, and that's my Norfolk pine, which is actually right behind me. Um, nice. So naturally, as someone who works for a tree planting organization, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can have a tree inside of my house. So there immediately is that connection. And yeah. trees are just so resilient. Um, and they teach us so many lessons all the time. Um, you know, just how they're connected to nature through their roots and they're so resilient. Um, so I guess I'd have to go with the Norfolk pine. The other thing that I really love about it too is while it looks like a pine tree, like when you touch it, it's very soft too. So it's Ooh. a good reminder of like not to always judge a book by its cover. 
Um, yeah. It's definitely a plant I, I like to touch a lot. <laughs> yeah. In New England, every time I see pines, I just think of like the fall time and home. Um, now that I'm like on the West Coast and everything, I love pines and because it reminds me of like driving on the highway, like 95 and I-95 and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they have just all those plants. So that's really dope. Cool. And as for like, um, like, have you considered growing your own food? That's something that I'm looking into doing. Um, I know like that's new. Um, is that something that once you planted, does actually does once you planted do anything for like food distribution at all or? Uh, yeah, sort of. I, so we have a lot of projects that are revolved around agroforestry, um, meaning we might plant something like fruit trees. Um, a lot of these projects involve um, actually working with smallholder farmers, which means these are farmers who basically grow to provide for themselves and their family, as well as maybe generate some income. Um, so with those projects, what's really great is farmers have the ability to really pay attention and really ensure that the trees are surviving and growing. So a lot of times the survival rate will be much higher just because their attention to the trees is much more than some other projects where it might be really large scale. Um, but a lot of times these are fruit trees that are being planted. So not only does it benefit the farmer, it also benefits the economy and of course the environment too, because there's that element of restoration um, for those natural ecosystems. Nice. And I actually heard the other day that, I don't know, this is kind of off topic, but I'm, I'm really interested <laughs> to see what your thoughts are on it. So I heard that Florida is actually going to be getting rid of a lot of their palm trees just because that is an invasive species for them. And they want to kind of replace them with the lower, more shady um, plants just to kind of like, add, like, do you think that that's a good idea? I feel like palm trees, I know they're invasive, but they're kind of low maintenance and they don't really take up too much space. I mean, the width of the trunk is only like a foot. So I feel like, and they're so tall that they don't, they wouldn't really interact with like a lower level plant or tree. Do you have any thoughts on that or like? Yeah. Um, well, I certainly hope that Florida is consulting their experts. <laughs> yeah. so, um, as long as it's ecologically beneficial, then I can understand why they would probably put more shade trees, especially with climate change. Um, yeah, I think it's still like help filter like the vehicles and everything, and, like yeah, the air quality. Probably filter, but also trees have the ability to naturally cool the air also. Um, so I could, as someone who has lived in Florida before, I can oh, understand wow. yeah. why we would need that. Um, but it also poses something interesting that a lot of people don't realize is how palm trees actually aren't native to Florida. Because certainly when you think of Florida, you think of the awesome palm trees. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Paradise. So, yeah. So I'm just curious if maybe they're noticing that those palm trees are affecting um, the environment somehow. Um, that's something that's always in the back of our minds when uh, vetting a new project is, are they planting native species? Are they looking into ensuring that these species will be ecologically beneficial to the ecosystems in which they're planting? Um, because it's, it's so important. Um, should you plant something that's going to become invasive or non-native species, it could literally change the entire landscape of that ecosystem. Yeah. So it's so important. Yeah, and actually just to touch back on houseplants, I've done that before where I've brought in a foreign um, like plant into my house and it just like completely 
takes over like it ha- could have mm-hmm. had like a pest or it's, it's a type of fungi or bacteria and it just spreads to plant and it's immune to it so it you know it builds up its tolerance so it's, it's not harmful and then i just see like a line of just like my plants just getting infected and leaves dropping so mm-hmm. i think that's also important to, t- to consider in plant care is like you have to remember that you know nature is a community and that if you're introducing something new like make sure it's like clean and you know there's ways to do that with um research and just neem oil and just wiping down the plants and especially Mm. if you buy from a nursery you know those plants come from all over the world so it's important to kind of just like clean it and um so as for the sustainability aspect um do you have any suggestions for people like me or anyone in the audience to kind of just be more mindful of like their use or like the companies that they support in a sense of like paper towels and toilet paper and stuff like that yeah yeah so for anyone that's new to sustainability um i always say baby steps um you can't expect yourself to be an eco warrior overnight um but really start paying attention to the things that you're using um and take small steps to improve that every time um certainly paying attention to um what you're eating and what products you're using um definitely is a big factor for instance palm oil um is known to be a huge cause for a cause for deforestation um so just really being mon- mindful of what you're purchasing it certainly helps um yeah and then just other little eco hacks that are easy you know maybe start with a reusable bottle um sometimes that seems love, obvious to love people my reusable but, bottle, yeah yeah but like the the amount of plastic you acquire from just buying water bottles all the time is crazy. So that's an easy one. Get yourself that reusable straw and then just realize all the spots that you can stop using that stuff. Every time you go get a coffee, a lot of places let you bring your own container for coffee. Now, Um, if someone offers you the straw, say no, thanks. Even if you forgot that reusable straw, you can probably still drink the drink without the straw. I know it's inconvenient, but it's tough times out there. We got to think about right. the planet first. Exactly. Awesome. Quick question. Have you seen Seaspiracy on Netflix? I haven't. I've heard a lot about yeah. it, but I haven't had yeah. a chance to watch it's it. It's really yet. good. It's very, it talks a lot about that in like the fishing industry. And um, it basically talks about how the fishing industry is morally um, responsible for the pollution in the seas and the actual consumer, which makes a lot of sense. But do you, I mean, this is a personal opinion, um, but like, do you think that like dieting, like if somebody goes vegan or like cuts out the meats, like, do you think that's more natural? I mean, I know the scientific proof about like the carbon, like, would you suggest that? Cause I know I've been like plant-based and, you know, I've cut off like red meat and stuff. And I, I'm always changing my diets and stuff. So like, do, like, do you have any knowledge on that or any experience? Yeah, well, it's like a trickle-down effect. Um, I personally am a vegetarian also. Um, and it's sort of um, kind of moving away, but staying on the same idea of um, how a consumer can change the way these big brands and companies operate. Um, and by changing it, going towards a plant-based diet or cutting back on meat does just show that, um, you know, overproducing these products isn't necessary. It's not good for the planet. Um, a lot of times, 
that agriculture, uh, you know, degrades lands. A lot of our planting projects involved restoring lands that have been overgrazed. Um, so it's, it does help. Uh, another suggestion is, uh, you know, if you see a brand that doesn't seem to be having sustainable practices, reach out to them, let them know that that matters to you. Because if enough people are doing that, they'll see that it matters um, because at the end of the day, it affects their money. So that's just the way how a a small consumer can help the big picture. You know, it all adds up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And as for brands and people that are, or companies that try to be sustainable, do you, does one tree planted have any like strong partnerships or like, you know, you guys co-sign any favorite companies and that could be in any industry or field. Sure. Just off the top of your head. Since we're talking about products that um, are good for the environment, uh, we have a a couple of great reforestation projects that we work with Rainforest Alliance on. Um, And if you haven't heard of Rainforest Alliance, you've probably seen the little frog on products at the grocery store. Um, That's a good place to start because they've looked into these brands and they're making sure that there's sustainable practices. So um, that would be one I recommend. Okay, great. I'm definitely going to look into that. Um, and do you have any questions for me? I know I've been like hammering you with questions. Um, yeah, well, I would love to hear more about, um, what you're doing with, I know you mentioned that, uh, your podcast and your interest in houseplants, um, has a lot to do with mental health. I'm just curious to hear more about that. Yeah. So I think that for me, I always, I feel like mental health kind of like ties in with your houseplant care. Um, It's very important to be aware of like yourself and your happiness and your surroundings. And I know for me, like I can always tell if I'm having like an off day or off week, if like my laundry's not done, my room is a mess. And also like with my houseplants, like if I I notice like my houseplants are kind of getting neglected, like I'm not watering them or whatever the case may be. um, I know that I'm just like not happy or something's off with me. So I realized like, the houseplants that I also keep, like, they're kind of, like, signals, too. It's, like, okay, like, mm-hmm. maybe you're just, like, like if I'm, like, over, like, overreacting, like, overwatering, like, maybe I'm just, like, anxious about something and I'm just, like, trying to, like, control. And then if also if I'm, like, neglecting or, you know, I'm just really busy, maybe I'm just, like, taking on too many projects or I'm really stressed out. So I try to, like, use my plants as, like, indicators. Um, and just, like, to just identify the type of person you are too. Like I said, like how, like my favorite plants pop those cause they're very chill and, you know, knowing what plants you could take care of and like the type of, um, just the type of like nurturing parent you want to be to them. Mm. I think like that's important, but yeah, I, I think that it's great to kind of just like make people happy. I mean, I love being in the nature, like, you know, and living in places like New York city where you don't really have access to, trails and parks like that like it's kind of, it's important to kind of just like bring that into your own home and then to you know make sure that they're thriving so like to have that research and to just like be a part of that because that's really exciting too to like see little for- like a little forest grow inside your house when you're you know cooped up in the winter time in like a small apartment in, like a major city so yeah that's what my podcast is basically about it's basically um just to highlight mental health signals and to really understand and just to be more aware of your surroundings, whether that be like with your houseplants or like in yourself, because they, they both go hand in hand. Mm. That's, that's such a good, um, I never thought of my houseplants that way as like a way of taking inventory of my feelings. And it's yeah. so true. Um, like all of those things you touched on, I just love that idea. Um, 
and it, it's so true. Nature is such a refuge for um, preserving your mental health and like clearing your head and everything. Like certainly a walk in the forest is a big deal for me when I'm not feeling myself and certainly something I neglect to do if I'm not feeling myself. So it's uh, definitely a great way to just get reconnected and ground yourself and everything. I love that. There was one other thing you said earlier that I, I love is how you said uh, nature is a community. Um, and it, it's so true. Um, just how yeah. everything's connected and how if you bring one bad element in, it can kind of shift everything. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting too, because I remember I was watching one documentary and it was about these like trees in Africa or these bushes in Africa. And they ended up signaling to others. I guess there was like an influx of certain, of some type of species that was like eating them. And so what they did was like, they had like toxins in their leaves. So when they felt like they were like under attack, like they would just like create more toxins. And what they did is they like signaled to each other that they were like under attack. So then they ended up like, like um causing like stomach illness and these like predators that were eating them. And wow. the scientists were like trying to figure it out. Like, wh like why, like I forgot if it was like liver or stomach or something, but there was something, some type of reaction that the, all the animals were getting. And it's just because like the, the bushes and the plants in the community were just like signaling each other, like, all right, like hype up your toxins because we're under attack right now. So like, that's pretty cool. And yeah, like plants and animals, they just, they naturally do that. Like, you know, for millions yeah. and millions of years. So much more intelligent than we give, often give them credit for. Um, the kit, the way trees interact with each other always amazes me because there's so much more going on underground than we realize. Uh, we always call it the wood wide web, but they certainly, <laughs> they certainly talk to each other through all this fungi and everything underground. And it, it's so true. If, if one tree on the other side of the forest is, um, you know, being affected somehow, it can communicate with the its surrounding and let them know, hey, this is going on. Um, even if, if there's a tree that's dying, it can actually send its remaining nutrients to other trees around it to just, you know, oh, kind yeah, of like, I don't need this anymore. So here you right. guys go. Um, it's just, it's so amazing how they take care of each other. And we have no idea that that's all going on. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think that that's important too, is like what you said about just like the plants in nature. Um, it's also good to know like the plants that you're taking care of. Um, like for instance, like orchids usually grow on trees and just to touch back on like indoor house plants, just cause I'm sure most people can't purchase an acre of forest out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you can purchase your own forest um, in your home. Like I know for me, like this palm tree, I actually killed my first one ever just because I was like, oh, this is a tropical plant. I'm just going to put it by the window. I'm going to keep it really moist and really wet. But um, naturally, they're usually based under large trees, so they actually don't get direct sunlight. So when you put them in direct sunlight, they get burnt and they actually decline really fast and really heavily. So I think that just with like houseplants and like mental health, like I think that knowing what works for you and knowing the environment that you're most comfortable and you thrive in is the best. Like for me, like a funny, um, a funny story that I always tell is like, when I was my first episode for my podcast, I like rented a studio space and I was like super excited. I'm like, this is gonna be so professional. And I ended up getting cold feet. I was so uncomfortable. There was like a, or, like there was an engineer and um, I just got, I don't know. I just got cold feet and I'm usually not that. And then a couple of days later, I was like really beating myself up over it. I was like, I don't know why I felt so weird in like that box studio. And then I was on a hike and then I was like, you know what? I feel like I could just like 
go off the trail and kind of just like record here. And my first episode and every single episode since has been recorded in like some type of nature setting, like either oh, here that. or like on a hike. And it's just better too, because I'm a cyclist. So like, I'll like cycle there and I'll really brainstorm ideas. I'll get like a nice little workout. And, you know, the, the downside of that is like, I don't have Wi-Fi, so I can't do, you know, I can't like take my laptop out there and like, you know, service is botchy, but yeah, I think just like realizing what works best for you and just understanding that, like, I think that just ties back into everything that we've been talking about. Totally. Yeah. Living your most authentic life and doing things authentically is always the way to go. Otherwise you're really not producing what you wanted to produce in the first place. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have any other questions for me or do you want to start talking to people in the audience or sure if there's any yeah. questions i'm happy to yeah answer them. yeah guys ask any questions if you have any questions for me or kaylee um i've been loving this conversation i feel like we're touching on so many important points on both of our ends so yeah i'm really happy thank you again so much for doing this and yeah, yeah i'm excited to be part of like a monetary organization yeah thank you so much for your support um and helping us plant more trees it's very appreciated yeah, I'm almost at my 300 marks, so I'm really excited for that. Yay! Have you chosen a project that you wanted to contribute to? Yeah, I'm going to, since I moved to California, I, I think I'm, I've, like, based my um, plantings in California. Amazing. Yeah, especially because um, also, like, the first, like, two, I think it was, like, a sign, too, because, like, the, like, one of, like, the first two weeks there, like, there was a bad, like, forest fire, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, and it just made sense because I'm like into plants and I'm like, you know, this is my new home. I need to like get active and like, you know, give back and do some type of preventative action. And I know that you guys are like the experts. So, yeah, unfortunately, there's going to be much more plants or much more trees that need to be planted in California. Um, and we're constantly working our way to expanding our projects in California. Um, so no doubt we'll the trees that you'll be planting with us make a huge impact in preventing nice. future fires and also overall helping us mitigate climate change. Yeah. Actually, what is your favorite um, like project or that you're like most passionate about? Cause I know you guys have, you guys go everywhere from like tree, trees and rainforest to orcas. Like what's yeah. your favorite? Yeah. Well, since you men mentioned the orca project, um, that one definitely always kind of, lights up my life when I talk about it, um, especially because people don't always recognize the correlation between orca whales and trees. Like when we first launched the project, a lot of people were like, huh, I don't get it. How does that have anything to do with whales? <laughs> um, and actually a lot. So our orca project focuses on planting trees throughout the Pacific Northwest. And um, basically, a lot of those trees are being planted along rivers and streams. And essentially, what they'll do is they'll help filter the pollution out of the rivers. They'll also oh. help um, with the salmon habitat, um, because one of uh, it's not the only issue that's going on with the orca wells, but one of the big issues is that their food supply is short. Um, so by restoring the salmon habitats will in turn help the orca whales in the ocean and also those rivers and streams will provide cleaner water to the ocean as well um so it's just a great reminder of how everything's all connected everything's a yeah. cycle um so i really love that project um we've seen since it started we've seen um new baby whales being introduced to the world um, because it affects a, a particular 
uh, pod, which is the J pod. Um, so it's been great to kind of see more whales introduced to the pod since all that's happened. That's exciting. And being in Massachusetts, have you, I've never seen a whale, I don't think, but I know like they always say this whale watching like off the coast, like even in Rhode Island. Um, have you ever done that? Cause I've never yeah. experienced that. Yeah. I think as a kid, I feel like that's sort of like one of those like New England vacation things. You right. do. Like if you go to the Cape or something, like you'll go on a whale watch. Exactly. I yeah. remember being on the boats, but I don't ever actually remember seeing any of the whales. So I, I'm yeah. not sure if I've ever had a successful whale watch. That's that's awesome. Actually, fun fact is that I was at Venice Beach like two years ago in California. They had I saw dolphins. I was like, cool. Yeah, because you know, like in New England, nobody. Yeah, it's so cold really most of the year. It. We don't really get any of that. I mean, maybe in Florida you saw some like manatees or stuff. But yeah, yeah, I've got I've seen manatees before, which are really awesome. Yeah, they're really cool. Oh, we have a question. Do you think? Being able to connect with nature has improved your mental health. Definitely. Yes. 110%. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially during this like isolated time, like you have to have, like you have to get out the house and like, you know, at least bring nature to you if you need to. Like it's, it's really important. And I feel like I've thrived so much and I'm always really happy in the springtime just because it's like, you know, like you see all this new life coming and I feel like I just, figured I was like you know why don't I just feel like this all year round and I do love fall and I do love winter and I'm probably gonna obviously always call Rhode Island my home and go back for the holidays but yeah definitely like relocating myself in a place that just has like a lot more nature and a lot of access has done wonders for my mental health and even before that when I was in New England just having like the house plants and doing what I could cycling through parks even if there was no leaves on the trees like that definitely helped and yeah one thing I one thing I learned uh, to help myself get through the winters, um, I certainly am someone that's affected by the seasons big time. Um, but one thing that helped is like, you know, everyone complains about the cold. Um, but one thing that like sort of helped me shift the way I thought about winter is every time I'd go outside and I'd feel that coldness on my skin, I would just take it more as a reminder that I'm alive. Um, and that I get to, That's I get true. to feel this crisp air on my skin, um, and it's nature, you know? So sometimes yeah. it's like kind of taking the moment to like be present and like feel the elements, whether it's really hot or really cold, um, is sometimes it's just that shift of how you're thinking about it. Yeah. Did, did you have a, like, do you prefer to live in Massachusetts or Florida? Cause I know you lived in both and they're like completely opposite temperature. Yeah. Um, so I lived in Florida. I I went I went there for college and I stayed a few years after. Um, and I did find myself just really missing the seasons and sort of missing the hiking trails and the mountains and things like that. So I think just the elements in Florida weren't quite for me. Um, yeah. It's still my second home. Uh, but yeah, Massachusetts is definitely more my vibe. Yeah, I think that's so true too. Because even like it's exciting to just like, play with like fashion and like light jackets to heavy jackets to boots to open sandals so you definitely have that fluctuation and um in new england it's kind of hard to dress different in like florida or really hot temperatures because it's kind of just like shorts and shirts the entire you know yeah. year round i do miss wearing flip-flops year round though yeah <laughs> someone said uh do you think florida has more animals than any other state other states um i don't 
I I don't know about the number per se. I think they just have more of different wildlife, um, but they're certainly known for some amazing hot spots. Like the Everglades is known for having crazy biodiversity. Um, so yeah, I mean they're definitely known for a lot of different things for sure. Nice. Yeah, I feel like it just depends on the state because I know like even like other southern states are a lot more swampier than like northern Florida and I think that they might yeah I think that it would probably have like more diverse just because they have such a different temperature from like the swampy north to like paradise in the south with like all the different types of birds that they have but I think this is a question for you considering worker wages how do you hire employees to plant a tree for only a dollar donation yeah so that's a great question so um, as a charity, we operate on an 80-20 model, meaning 80% goes towards planting trees and 20% goes towards our operations. Um, we actually don't hire the tree planters. What we do as, is as an organization, we pull together the donations so that we can fund large-scale large reforestation uh, projects. So what we do is when we have those funds, we send them to on-the-ground partners who are local reforestation organizations, and they carry out the tree planting. So they're the ones in charge of um, contracting those tree planters, or sometimes it's volunteers. Um, so that's how we're able to make it work. Nice. So my sister, Jesse asked, what's the average amount of trees planted per year? And I think you guys said you planted like 15 million last year. It's changing every yeah. year. So we planted That's 14 crazy. million trees last year, and we've wow. already committed to over 20 million trees this year. Um, wow. So maybe it'll be more, but yeah, so the average tree per year is changing. Um, we've been more than doubling uh, <laughs> the last several years. So um, just keep That's watching. Amazing. It's more and more every year. Love that. Santi says, what plant would you recommend for someone who just starting, who's just starting out with plants? Um, I would recommend Santi, because I know you're in New York. I would say a snake plant, just because they're very forgivable and they're very hardy. Um, you can overwater, underwater, and they, they communicate well. So if they're getting too much sun, you can actually, so like they're their leaves are usually like this, but if you see that they're kind of like folded, that's actually a sign of um, too much sun exposure. And that's just them trying to protect themselves from the sun, but they do need like low light. So if you do want to have like um, a corner in your like living room filled with just like a plant space, something super low maintenance, I would definitely recommend that. Do you have a recommendation or? Um, going back to that pothos again, um, like you yeah. said, they're so easy to take care of. Um, if you're someone that's just wanting to see growth on your plant a lot, sometimes that's sort of what excites a new plant owner is seeing that growth. Um, Apothos can definitely deliver for you on that. Um, new leaves all the time or the vines growing. Nice. Oh, this one is from Mr. F. I have a furniture business. We've recently discussed switching 100 to 100% recycled materials. We also donate money towards your cause based on what what kind of cut off what we use in terms of wood use, and then it cuts off, so I can't read the rest of it. Ah, uh, I can't either. Uh, yeah, it's even in like the the question box. It's like minimalized. Well, it sounds like your business is 
doing what you need to do to be more sustainable. And that's amazing that you're being conscious about what ways um, you can adapt sustainability to your brand, which is amazing. Great job. Yes. And if I do need furniture, I'm definitely going to look into your place because, you know, it's a full circle moment. Someone said, do your partner tree planting efforts always plant trees based on the ecosystems and native wildlife in a specific area? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a great question. Um, so yes, this is something that we fully vet before taking on a new project. Will it be ecologically benefit? Will it be ecologically beneficial? Um, what's really cool about reforestation projects is there is a different goal for all of them. Sometimes it's creating wildlife corridors. Sometimes it's to benefit wildlife coming back to an area. Sometimes it's land restoration post wild, wildfire or other natural disasters. So there's all these different reasons we might be planting for a certain ecosystem. Um, but that even goes right down to the tree species we might be planting. Um, for example, a lot of forest fire restoration projects will have fast growing trees because they need help restoring those landscapes and just boosting mother nature to regenerate naturally. Um, so yes, all of that is factored into um, all of our reforestation projects with all these different goals and missions. Nice. And have you guys ever purposely, I guess, planted invasive species? Like you might think like, okay, this, this might, I feel like this would be beneficial for this area um, or for this natural community. Uh, no, not um, that I'm aware of. Um, typically we stick to what's native um, and a lot of times our projects will also include uh, the removal of invasive species. So I, I haven't yeah. ever heard um, of the benefit for that. Um, like I said, a lot of times it's for restoration. So um, typically no. Nice. Okay. And a question from Hope is, have you always wanted to make a change in nature or did you not realize it was what you wanted to do later in life? Um, I guess I'll go first just because I think that I, I knew I always wanted to make a change. And I think that I always loved nature and I was always been like outdoorsy and everything. But I, but I think it was when I realized in my twenties, cause I've changed my career like a million times. I was in school for accounting, my degrees in business administration, marketing, but like technically I'm in media. So, you know, but I think that it just, like life happens and like i think when i moved to new york i realized like the disconnect from nature i realized how important it was and so i think that's when i really and just seeing all these devastating things on the news and then especially with what happened like last year like you know i really wanted to do more meaningful work um so that's my answer yeah we we actually have uh pretty similar paths in that <laughs> um i went to school for business and marketing and i am technically still in that but for a little bit i went into finance um and just through different choices in my career path it was constantly well this doesn't feel like it's me it doesn't feel like i'm authentic i don't love going to work every day um, I had the rare opportunity to take some time off for a little bit and like really think about what I want my purpose to be in this world and how I can help. And then One Tree Planted came along. And since then, I've never felt more home in a career. Um, it just nice. makes a difference being able to go to work every day and knowing I'm making a difference and I'm helping Absolutely. people um, also make a difference. So it it's a, it's such a good thing to be enjoying what you do for work. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that was like a great uh, closing out question just to like wrap it up. Do you have any other final thoughts or questions for me or anyone in the audience? I don't, but I just want to say thank you so much again for your support and helping us plant trees. Happy Earth Month. If anyone's looking for a way to get involved, we do have volunteer events happening um, over the next couple of weeks as we close out Earth Month. Um, if you're wanting to see if we're in a city near you, we just might be. Um, you can find our tree planting events on our website at wantreeplanted.org. Um, and thanks so much for such a great conversation. It's always nice connecting with another plant person. Um, so keep up yes. the great work. Yes, thank you again so much. And if you guys, if it's a little last minute for you, they also have events all year round, especially in September. So yeah, thank you again, Kaylee, so much for this. I had a blast. And yeah, I look forward to continue working with you guys. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Have a great day. Bye. I just wanted to thank you guys again for tuning in and supporting me. I ended up, me and One Tree Planted raised over 300 trees to be planted in California. Hi, chicken. And yeah, I couldn't have done it without your support. Thank you guys so much. Thank you again to One Tree Planted for working with me and teaming up with me. So I have some super exciting news that I can finally announce. The chicken might have been a little bit of a hint, but... Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Johnny Vines. It's time to get out of the woods.